Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nocturnal Emotions. Taking you straight into the night, where the feeling is so right, you know? Um, I'm Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmar Superstar, your host. And as you know by now, um, I interview actors, musicians, comedians, writers, anybody I feel like is going to be interesting for you to hear me talk to. It's going to be a good time for me on the way. Um, yeah, we're here. We're doing the after dark thing. And uh, that's it. Blah, blah, blah. Let's get into it, guys. Um, it's the fall time. I don't know what's going on with my body a little bit. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, somebody can tweet at me some uh, some remedies for this weird pain in my middle upper back that I've been having. Uh, it's kind of like somewhere between my shoulder blade and my spine. It started about five days ago. Uh, I think I slept on it weird or something, and now... I get this phantom pain that just comes back here and there. I feel like it's strained. My fingertips, they get tingly. None of this is good for me as a guy who likes comfort in his life. So please, if any of you armchair chiropractors, masseuses, I don't know, dancers who know anything about this, tweet at me at Harmar Superstar. Let me know some uh, remedies you have because... Uh, I really don't want to go to the doctor. I hate doing that. Um, and I'm just going to not bellyache about that anymore. I'm just going to sit here with my tingly hand, and I'm going to host this goddamn show for you because I love you. <laughs> um, uh, this week, um, I am focusing on a couple of the musicians in my life. Um, splitting up the show. It's a new thing. Uh, I'm going to do half the, half the episode with Aaron Tate, the drummer from Minus the Bear. Um old friend of mine from Minnesota and uh, and then the second half will be with Jeff Klein of the Austin band uh, My Jerusalem so so get ready for that it's uh, it's all coming together trying new things for you people um, so yeah Aaron Aaron Tate we're gonna kick it off with him uh, minus the bear of a band have been active out of Seattle for many years now and they're they're getting bigger and bigger and better and uh, I don't know, to describe them, I would say some like really tastefully done mathy pop. Like they have this pop thing going on. I don't know, I don't want to ramble about it. Um, I just want you to listen to the interview, be charmed by Aaron, and, uh, and, and, and you know, you make the call. Judge for yourself. You tell me what you think. Um, they have a new album out called Infinity Overhead, so go check that out. And uh, here we go. Here's my conversation with Aaron Tate. It's all official now. We're rolling. Holy crap. <laughs> I know. We're doing this now. <laughs> What's up, Aaron? All right. What's up, Sean? I Armar? Am, superstar? <laughs> it's so good to see you, man. It's good here to we see are. you, too, bud. We're like at the Best Buy Theater. You're about yes. to play this eve. We're going to buy a microwave <laughs> and a laundromat. Do they have a washer dryer here? They do do, I think they do, actually. Oh, they better. They if better, they didn't, right? I'd be like pissed. Yeah, you got to supply the people with what they want. It's an unfortunately named venue. It's like one of those things. It you used know, to be the Nokia Theater. Which so they is used also to give, They used to give you cameras, <laughs> but now they give you television sets. Yeah, they used to give you like weird little plastic cell phones. That just, you could play Snake Bur on. We call them burners. Yeah. You play Snake it's on burners. Bur <laughs> I learned that from the television show The Wire. That's true, yeah, man. I sure. learned a lot from The Wire. I did too. Pretty much Dr most Drugs of are great. Selling drugs makes you rich. It makes you rich. Yep. And uh, it doesn't get your face slashed <clears throat> in a classroom or anything like that. <laughs> Hi, my name is Aaron Tate. I'm from the band Minus the Bear. And this is my friend Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmar Superstar. We are on his podcast. <laughs> Talking about slashing faces on the wire. I've never slashed a face. It's fucking, it feels really good. I hit someone in the kneecap with a... A tire iron once. Oh my god! A crowbar. Really? Excuse was me, this that like tire iron. okay? Because a lot, of, a lot of people listening don't know that like we've known each other weirdly, oddly, just sort of like peripherally, but like well since we were children, since like literally 13, yeah. 13 years old. Yeah, I was probably thirteen or fourteen. I saw you play in my hometown of Owatonna, Minnesota, in my friend Ryan Sweary's like family's weird apartment that they had above Main Street with quotations, <laughs> <around>. <laughs> and it was amazing. Yes. Like, you were. I was like. 
jealous. You were like, that kid that's just a few months younger than me is so good at drums. I was like, dude, this kid is killing it. He's like fucking yeah. making the circuit. Like that's yeah. how I felt when I played like Mankato you know, shows. We played a lot of house parties together yeah. actually. Yeah, when you totally. were in the Kelvin crime. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and with Kill Sadie. Yeah. You were in Kill Sadie. You were Shampoop. in Shampoop. Yep. Uh, the Swang Boys, nope. which I retro retroactively found out about, which is like amazing. Like that's funny. That's one of the questions that was asked on Twitter today. Oh, was that was that Noel? Did yeah, Noel my, ask, yeah, my dickhead brother. <laughs> I love Noel. Yeah. Noel's great. He's great. You guys were in Suicide Machine together when Co I saw correct. you play. That's the when we time. actually probably played together. That was the show. Yeah. That and was then a, that stupid ska band stole our band name. Oh yeah, the Suicide Machines. Yeah, yeah that's them. what I was gonna say. Not not the Suicide Machines. Yeah. That's got punk shit. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Oh, suicide we can swear machine. on here. Yeah, you can say. Oh whatever you fuck, want. dude, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, say whatever you want. J K L O L O M G. Do you want more of that? Uh, no, we're good for now. Are you sure? I was just feeling out I can a misty glass. I have this, this whole beer. Don't I'm put just, it on. Ice. I'm just trying to get you drunk. No, take, it's good. Take your clothes I'm actually, off. I'm actually pretty. I feel pretty well lit up okay from last night into today i had some like weird blackout like period where i only i'm like temple grand and i can only like think in you're pictures a, you're a fucking wild man <laughs> you are if, I one, only, if one person i know is a wild man it's you i but you know but i, I feel like i'm pretty well tempered during the day and then at night i just go fucking ballistic i don't know that's me I'm a real wildcat in the dark. That's my thing. You're like a drinking vampire. <laughs> I'm like an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> alcoholic or drinking or vampire. You choose. Uh, Same shit, different day, head. right? Yeah, just yeah. Give, give me whatever. More of like just a vacuum cleaner of whatever's there. <laughs> <laughs> give me your cocaine, your heroin. <laughs> so, okay. I distinctly remember this. Down to uh, business. No, no, I'm just like, well, like, this is something like, Let's we talk have to like, real here. Like, who were are you, you voting on Jenny for? Jones at one point? No. You didn't do that? No. I thought you were like, I was on Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake? Yes. That was what it was, dude. I'd like to not talk about that. Really? Okay, oh, I was. Fuck. That I was. is such a good no, story, no. dude. Is you're it embarrassing? Such a dick. And see, the only reason you know that is because you have known me for so long, is and it, you're is a Is that fuck. embarrassing? No, I didn't yes, know. Yes, it's super embarrassing. Is that a thing? I was. I didn't like. I was, seriously, like, I thought you were proud years. of it. I'd be so proud of it. Would you be? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but tell me the story. You're a glutton, glutton for stardom. Me? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> I guess you, I you've mean, been on a talk show, haven't you? Yeah. It's, yeah. What were you on? Weird. Uh, Let's turn it around. I'd rather talk about you being on a talk show. Okay, but like you don't want to talk about this. No, I'll talk about it. I don't care. Just tell the story. I, I, I will only talk about it because it's you. I need to hear it from the horse's okay. mouth. I because I've heard vague stories. That's why I'm asking. No, you know exactly what. Okay, uh, but your podcast doesn't. I you, haven't because you have a it. podcast. All of a sudden, it's strange. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm Macaulay Culkin. Eat your heart out. Here goes the story. Yeah. Um, no, I was dating a girl when I was like 17, and. She was like obsessed with Ricky Lake and was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we went on Ricky Lake?" And there was a we were sleeping in her bed one evening, and there was a topic that came up on the TV or one day because Ricky Lake's on during the day. Yeah, yeah. And there was a topic that came on that said he broke up with me because I wouldn't sleep with him. And at the point, me and this young lady, who is a despicable beast, and that's why I'm ashamed of it. Uh, okay, okay, I hope, I'm sorry, I hope man. that someday she listens to this so I can describe <laughs> her as a despicable beast. <laughs> totally uh, noted. We can... She was like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we called Ricky Lake and you broke, or I broke up with you as a female breaking up? She was 22 and I was like 17 or 18. Fucking, so, she's a criminal. Yeah, she was a criminal, <laughs> a despicable beast. A rapist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyways, we... Um, just as a joke, we were drunk, and as a joke, we called, and we're like, we were drunk during the day. Yeah. Yeah, it was like noon. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, that's what happens we when you're called, 17. And we called in, and we left him a message, and we we're like, this is what we're doing. She broke up with me. She's 21, 22. I'm 17 or 18. Uh, role reversal thing. And they called us back immediately. And then I, I was too young to travel, so I had to call my mom and talk her into coming on the show with us. That's amazing. So my mom, who is a loving, supporting woman, yeah. she's not a horrible beast at all. No, she must be amazing. Dub Tate. She's good. She's made yeah, some tapes cool. that are amazing. Yeah. She's the only good Tate. <laughs> Fuck you, Noel. Um, just kidding. I love my brother. No, He's funny. Love you too. <laughs> we love you. Anyway, so yeah, we went and did a thing. It was a cool experience. I was a... Uh, 
you know, like I said, I was young. I'd never met a New York. I think, yeah, I was 17, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know Ricky Lake filmed here. Oh, here's the weirdest thing, though, was I got, uh, remember, <laughs> do you remember that disease, the scarlet fever? Whoa! That isn't a like thing? Like some like, medieval shit? Yeah, yeah. I got that two days before I left. <laughs> you got scarlet fever? Yeah, I fever? did. So I had a fever the entire time, and all of the skin on my hands was peeling off. And so when I was on national television, I was so embarrassed because I had to hide my hands because my... I looked like a fucking leper, man. <laughs> You got scarlet. I, mean, I did. I, I can't scar- lie. I mean, I went I'm to the doctor because that's so absurd. No, no, no. I went to the doctor. The, the girl I was dating, this horrible, despicable dinosaur woman. Um, her neck was unbelievable, by the way. It was, it was like a fucking turtle. She was so ugly. So you went on the show, and I had the scarlet fever on the and show. And you had scarlet yeah. fever. Yeah. So. Okay, but like, isn't that something you'd be like proud of that show? Like, just going on and like doing that and doing the act. Like, I thought that was like amazing. I was like, what did Dude you do? What is did you do? On point did right you, now. You, you were like Jerry Springer, weren't you? No, what I didn't you? do. I, I didn't do like any. I mean, I, I, my life kind of is sort of Jerry Springer. I yeah. didn't do. I've done like. Uh, I'm trying to think of like talk show shit. I never like went and like made up a thing. Which is awesome. Like, I just think that, like, shows, like, crazy intuition and, like... I made up a thing. I I'm making a talk up a show. thing. And yeah. just, it's great. That was stupid. It's, like, the next level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. From, okay. My, from my perspective, like, I, like, it's all honor. Like, I think it's amazing. It was dumb. I shouldn't have done it. Well, it's done, <laughs> and I hope you can find it. Fair enough. So what's it called? What's the episode? If we, like, somebody wanted to, like, look he, it up. He broke up with me because I wouldn't sleep with him. Ricky Lake, yes. YouTube, is it there? I, I don't know. I've never looked. I'm so, I don't know. Let's not talk. About I was wearing it. a backwards baseball hat. Yes. I didn't have any skin on my hands. I had the scarlet fever, for Christ's sake. The old scurvy. <laughs> the old scurvy. I had scurvy. Dude, essentially, when I, like, yeah. When I, yeah, when I got shingles as like a 26 year old. Oh, you had shingles? I felt like medieval. You know what I mean? I was like, who God, gets dude. shingles besides like 70 year olds? And that's why like, I was like, am I going to die? As it's like, like a, a fucking Minnesota thing, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we like, that's fucking, like we, that's we sweltered in caves yeah. for years. <laughs> <laughs> My Norwegian brothers will help me. <laughs> We sailed the shores, lake to lake, <laughs> on to There's Duluth. 10,000 of them. It took us a while. <laughs> yeah. Took us a little bit, okay? Yeah. Give, us, give us a break. This is absurd. <laughs> this is what we're doing. All we're right. talking into mics together yeah. in a room. It's weird. So, uh, so you're on tour, minus the bear. You're killing it right now. You guys are playing like really big places, and it gets bigger and bigger, and I yeah. love that. We're playing at the Best Buy Theater. No, but that's like, it's like a big venue. It's like a place where... like. If you can make this place packed, like that's like a testament here's to the like thing, your dude. whole here's, here's shit. the thing. Here's the thing. If like, you can make it's a horror, like it's a bad place. If you can pack it out, people will come to see you at a place that's like. If a little you can less... make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, yes, dude. Exactly. That's the thing, dude. That's what I'm saying. But like, if you I, can drag people that. out to a Times Square show, I hate that saying that's so like much. A, a whole hey, New York. You, you live. You live here now. I live in New York. I hate the saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah. I mean, I, people don't really say that. If you can that. make it in New York. people say that? It's a, it's a thing. Really? I think you can look it up on the That's internet. That's why I kind of like glossed past it. Mm. I didn't know you were being Let's even take a break at that point. You want to take a break? Nope. Leave it running. Oh, cheers. We're just, we're just cheersing over a, a whiskey. Anyway, I like your leave it running style. It's good. I'm just drinking water. <laughs> It's boring. Uh, yeah, it's me. Podcast is boring. Uh, Anyways, uh, no, I like New York. It's fine. You live here. There's yeah. too many people. Everyone's mean. It's a lot of people, but you woke up in except Times for, Square. You woke for, up in Times Square. Check yeah, it. all the people that are coming to the show tonight are nice, and I like yeah, all of them. Yeah. Besides that, everyone can kiss my ass. Oh dang! I'm a joking. I'm, j- I'm joking. They film movies here, and it's like a popular city, and. <laughs> It provides but you woke entertainment. Up in like a TV screen. You woke up in Times Square. Yeah. If you woke up like anywhere, maybe Brooklyn or even like the Lower East Side, you'd be like, I understand. I don't this even know cool. where those are. It's do you want to do like a map? <laughs> Should I look it up on my iPhone? Nah, that's no, cool, man. I don't care. Let's get into some where embarrassing moments. Yeah, I'm in you Brooklyn. Live in Brooklyn? I live in Williamsburg. Yeah, of course you do. I I know. Yeah. I became that guy. Yeah. All right. Embarrassing <laughs> moments. What, like, do you have an embarrassing? Like, you do. told me you had an embarrassing. I had moment. one. I had to think about it. Though I had to dig in the dig in the crates. Is that the rappers call? Yeah, it? yeah. Wait, yeah. is that a hair dryer that's going or something? Hey, is that a hair dryer? Someone drying their hair over there. 
Should we take a break? Sure. Well, or you we just, love the breaks, but then do you, you want, want to, to keep leave it running? running? Let's do like yeah. Well, no, no. What no, is no. it called? Radio silence. It just sounds like a hair dryer is yeah. going on over there. That sucks. Anyways, anyway, hey, anyways, hey. So, hey, Sean. Hi. Back so to anyway, the game. I wanted again. to ask. Uh, I do have an embarrassing moment. Yeah, I went okay. to. Um, you're from Minnesota. Yes. You're from Minneapolis, roughly. Kind of, yeah, Saint roughly. Hour, um, hour south. I oh, lived in. Uh, well, you lived there though. Yeah, for a yeah. long time. Like so I lived years. in Dinkytown, which, which is, where, is where the Varsity Theater is now. I love the Varsity. Okay. But Dinkytown is, by the way, just side note, the funniest name for any neighborhood ever. It's Dinky. Yeah, I'm going to Dinky Town. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I yeah, have to say in that yeah, voice. Like, ah, uh, yeah, stupid. we broke up in Dinky Town. Yeah. So I went to. Uh, I, I went found to, like, out a- I got AIDS in Dinky Town. Oh, you have AIDS? <laughs> it, it, I'm sorry. Only Sean? when I'm in Dinky Town. No. I'm sorry. Okay, so back. Let's no, go back. Let's talk about I your side, AIDS. I that's side better. noted. Obviously, I side that's noted. Better. Sorry. No, I feel the same way. I hadn't been there since I moved out of Seattle, and then we played at the Varsity Theater. Yeah, um, like two years ago, and uh, I went to school in Dinkytown. Around the corner from the Varsity Theater is a little church, which you may remember. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I went to this weird alternative school in the basement of that church, like college. It wasn't. No, I went. It's kindergarten through twelfth oh, grade. Oh, like the so, whole like all yeah, of your yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. So I went. From second grade to twelfth grade, I went to this school. Yeah, and uh, in about ninth grade, embarrassing moment, I was uh, what was I doing? I don't remember what I was doing. But this man named Chris Blue, who, if he's going to listen to this podcast, which I'm sure he's not, because he's probably dead, because he was a gangster kid. Oh my god! He pantsed me in front of about seventy people, uh. and my tiny little penis was hanging out oh you got full on like oh like full on like, underwear pants. pants everything wow pants I, that's me. never i've always wondered what yeah, that would like it if was, that happened it what? was literally like i freaked out and i left that i wouldn't go back to school for days and yeah it was one of those moments holy shit no yeah. that that'll like ruin your life i mean with that yeah. kind of stuff comes up a lot like it's all formative like that age it's like fucking crazy like how much that can affect you like you think like yeah, it was like, like it's like suicide shit where yeah. you're just like I was like four, maybe four, I should end it and you're just like this little dramatic kid but like it's 70 people saw my penis maybe I should end my life no but seriously though like you you like it builds up in your mind and it's like a weird like social yeah, no, like was, like like up. like nebula of just I don't know what I don't even know what I meant by that not good I was just yeah. name dropping some stoner rock bands bro <laughs> <laughs> I love the band nebula and I, I just love to talk about that really quick <laughs> I wanted to take your story and make it about something no it was weird though dude that sucks no. like that's a full on like that's heavy. That was a thing. Know? But that happens. You know? I got over it. What I, am I doing now? What is he doing? Dude. I'm headlining a theater that sells dishwashers. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably like pantsing like another dude. He's probably pantsing another dude as we speak. <laughs> That's his thing. Yeah. That's That's his thing he, has, still. he has 17 kids. <laughs> yeah. I only have one. Dude, congratulations on your kid. Thank it's you. like amazing it's like so fucking great i love seeing my friends have kids like and like be so into it you know like there's a like it's just a really cool thing thank you very much i don't think i could handle it because i'm not i feel like i'm not an adult yet but i felt if i was thrust into it i was i I was thrust into being an adult yeah my wife and therapy have helped me become an adult and now I love my wife and I love my kid. Therapy is yep. normal. That's like no, it's super normal. It's the new normal. Do you remember when you were young and you thought that therapy was crazy? Yeah, you're like, yeah. I, I'm not one of those. I wouldn't I'm do not, that. Like, no. well, I'm not crazy. No. Like for me, like this show kind of has it's become like, like could, my therapy. Yeah, it's not like I was just gonna say it's not like I can have a podcast every day to vent my feelings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And my feelings are all positive. Correct. No, all I, the time. I love my kid. She's so cool. Dude, that is awesome. one of these days. What's her name? Phoebe. Phoebe. Phoebe Tate. Yeah, she's cool. I was going to bring her out to your Seattle show, but she wasn't happy. <laughs> that day. She was like, that guy's played out. Isn't no, that? She was it, like, no, no, was it kidding. wasn't about you. She just No, she was pissed. She, she just didn't like, like Numos. <laughs> She's like, I'm not happy with that venue. If he was at the Crocodile, but I'd be fine. she pretty much is bummed that she missed Father John Misty that night. I don't know if she's a big she's bummed. fan. 
But in like you guys 30 have the same years, last name, right? Tillmans, yeah. yeah. But my like Tillman, but uh, we're both Tillmans. But mine has two ends at the end, and his is just uh, one. So I'm kind of uh, it's Nordic shit. Yeah, we were yeah. pretty territorial about that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, he There's played drums for you. Also? Yeah, yeah, on Did the he? tour he played drums cool. with me. Yeah, He's we toured best. with him. He was uh, the drummer for Rocky Votolato. Oh yeah, we took him out. Yeah, and the Crystal Skulls. Sweet. Yeah, good band. Dude, the I Crystal Skulls. have not heard them. No. Do yourself a I favor. I'd like to know. Yeah, I will. Mm. Shit. So, like, what if we were to play, uh, like, a minute, uh, like, a clip for the people at home who might not know Minus the Bear? What song should I play some? I guess we'd do our single. New single. Because that's what you do. Right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you can pick whatever On your favorite song is. On a professional level. Oh, but whatever your favorite just song kidding. is. Just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. <laughs> but I'm no, just saying. I, I actually like the single. It's good. It's called Steel and Blood. We have Sweet. a really creepy video that involves knives and it's creepy. Have you watched that yet? Creep? No, I no, haven't you seen should it watch yet. it. I think Dude. you'd like as you are a creep, I think you'd like it. <laughs> I am a creep. Yeah, it's like I'm that guy. It looks good. It looks really good. These Dude. people just did it for us and it looks good. Sweet. We'll play a clip of Steel and Blood now. Check this shit out. That's minus the bear stealing blood. Me and Aaron are chilling. Uh, we're gonna take a break now because when we come back, I'm gonna ruin your favorite song. What's my favorite song? I don't know. You got to tell me. Okay. Here we go. I just wanted to break in the action to uh, to give a shout out to Earwolf.com, who's presenting this show currently. And if you like my show, you're gonna like a lot of the other shows they have. I mean, they have comedy, bang bang. They have Sklarbro Country, Who Charted. The list goes on and on. All quality shows. Really funny, really insightful people. And uh, make sure you rate and review my show, Nocturnal Emotions, on iTunes. Tell your friends to subscribe. Spread the word. It's going to get better and better. This thing is a work in progress, you know. Um, and follow me on Twitter, at Harmar Superstar. Um, you know, make comments in the Earwolf forums. Just check out Earwolf.com. That's all I'm saying. And if you use Amazon affiliates, link on Earwolf. Help us pay the rent, y'all. We're back. We're on tape. We're recording on a giant cassette tape. Mm -hmm. Dude, so I'm going to ruin your favorite song right now. What song do you want me to ruin, Aaron? Let's do uh, Bartender by T-Pain. All right. Yes. Okay. Oh, hold on. Fuck yeah. Yeah, um, big T-Pain I, fan. I just sang a T-Pain song in Pitch Perfect. That movie. I know. You guys, so this is perfect. Everybody, here's a clip of Bartender by T-Pain. I'm gonna ruin this shit. I love saying and we're back yeah. and we're back in the room. It's Mr. like Mr. Harmar superstar and Aaron Tate as, as we're back. We were hypnotized and now we're back. I like that song hypnotized. You know that one hypnotized. Yeah. 
by it is by what the hell is his name? Little no, oh, sorry. Little Payne. I ruined it. T Wayne. Little Wayne. <laughs> it's by Little Wayne. Uh, I know. I know the hook, but I can't remember who it's at. Oh, Rich Boy. Oh, is it Rich Boy? boy. The, like Hollow Notes. Oh, girl, rich no. girl. Anyway, I'm gonna ruin. It, oh, it's plies. Uh, sorry. Oh, hey, Alex. Hey, what's up? Hey, this is Alex. Hey, what's up, man? It's P- plies featuring Akon. Okay, great song, dude. Yeah, I like great songs. Uh, I want to ruin your favorite song. This is bartender. That song, I was 100 percent like bartender. T Pain. I'm 100 percent like into the lyrics when I read them on paper, and when I hear them, I. Th- I'm a thousand percent behind do do it. it. So I want to ruin this. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. So basically like like he in the in the beginning of the song T Pain like is he, he broke says, up with this girl last broke night. Broke up with my girl last night. So he went to the club. Yep. Dude, I love that you can just say this. Oh, I got them all. Don't okay. worry about it. Yeah. So I'm a huge T Pain fan. Like, it's it's that. Like he goes to the club and throughout the story he's he falls in love with the bartender. He, he likes the bartender. Says, yeah. I like the bartender. Yeah. But, okay. You don't sound as good without the auto tune. Do you have the T Pain app on your phone? No. I got it. But so he likes the bartender. He's fucking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna auto tune a couple, a couple sentences in a second. But like everybody thinks the bartender likes them. Like, he likes the bartender. He thinks she's into him. She's pouring him drinks. He's paying her money. He's T-Pain. Yeah. It's like a stripper thing. Yeah, but like, 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 does he think like it's actually... I like the bartender. Yeah? Right? Oh, you do it? Oh, shit. Oh, that. Yes, I have this app. What's this called? It's called Sonify. What is it? Sorry. So, is that song? I'm, I'm boring your fans. Sorry. <laughs> no. no, but like I have one that's like. Yes. No. Nut, I feel like I feel like the bars. Everybody mm, wants chicken to Chicken is good. You want to eat it. Like it just takes all of like your words. <laughs> I feel like the bartender is the, on the same line as a stripper. Yeah, yeah. Where it's a woman that is working at an establishment that will be flirty with you for money, and T Pain nailed it. Yeah, he nailed it. Yep. Yep. Dude, I can't ruin your favorite song. Do it. Dump me. You I'm trying. Like it's just like it's like T Pain doesn't realize that like his rap money is like is is what the the bartender's interested in. Yeah. And like and I I love T Pain. I love T Pain. I sing a T Pain song in Pitch Perfect. Like I'm like psyched about that. Like I love T Pain. But and what song was that? Booty work. Pitch perfect out in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dude, you kind of stumped me on my favorite song, your favorite song. Do you want to pick another one? No, no. Like, I, okay. I think that's great. Like, I tried to go there, and I feel like it didn't commit as much as I should have, but... You ever heard Diamond Girl by Ryan Leslie? Ooh. Song's great. Pick it apart on your own. Next time you're on. I alone. will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. I'll, I'll tweet at you my pick apart <laughs> Fair enough. My pick apart He's he's a talented man, that Ryan Leslie. Love Ryan Leslie. I don't know Ryan Leslie. Yeah. Just check out his first record. That's great, man. Yeah, I good love time. to like find out about shit that I don't know about. Um dude, you're gonna have a great tour. And we're gonna do this again sometime. You need to come back to Nocturnal Emotions. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Fair enough. Dude, any parting words? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> well that's fucking perfect. Perfect. That was Aaron Tate. I love his style. I love his moxie. His way with words. His way with feeding me whiskey during an interview. Um, yeah, man. Uh, make sure you go check out Minus the Bears' new album, Infinity Overhead. Catch them on tour. They're always out. Hardworking guys. They deserve it. And um, yeah, I want to I wanna transition now into the Jeff Klein uh, section. Of this of uh, this episode, um, Jeff Klein is a singer songwriter from. Well, he lives in Austin. I think originally from New York, actually, but um, he's been living in Austin for over ten years. So I'm gonna call him an Austin guy. And um, he has a project, a band now called My Jerusalem, who just released their second album called Preachers, uh, which you should definitely go check out. And you know what? I wanna 
get into the interview. But right now, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a clip of the title track of their new album, Preachers. And right after that, we'll get into my conversation with Jeff Klein. Jeff Klein. What's happening? You're in the house. In the his house. I'm psyched to have you in New York City, brother. I'm excited to be here. Man, so I'm just going to kick it off saying that the show last night was fucking amazing. Oh, thank you. It was like, uh, I've seen you guys, I've seen you play in many, many incarnations and, mm-hmm. and loved it for, for many years, but like this was next level, bombastic, crazy. The band is just so tight. Yeah, I think I found my my niche. You found your Jerusalem. My Jerusalem. (laughs) I have. I have. That's why it's named such. Dude, uh, I was just like so psyched and I had a couple friends in town from Minneapolis who were who were just like taken aback and like freaking out about about the show. They were just, they had had no idea what they were walking into and left mega fans. Killer. Yeah, man. So you blew the lid off Glasslands. How does it feel? It feels good. It feels good. The tissue ceiling. The toilet paper ceiling. <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> That's amazing. It looks so good in pictures. It does. It does. During soundcheck, though, it's weird. It's like being in a strip club with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the people at home at Glasslands in Williamsburg, there's a, a tissue kind of... I don't know what you would call it. Canopy uh, over the yeah, stage? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a, an angry tissue cloud explosion. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, looks like asbestos. Man, so uh, so you came in just the week before CMJ. Uh, you decided just to skip over that whole Yeah, that whole I, like to, I, like to, I like to avoid the crowds. Yeah, that's true. You know, It's like there's everybody here. It's not as special, I guess. Yeah, we wanted some special attention for our record release show and and your record preachers is brand new like this week yep, so came out yesterday yesterday which would be a week ago when this comes out yes Octo- <laughs> october 9th man um so that's really exciting everything's everything's going well yeah yeah you uh you can afford fancy pasta dinners now yes yes i uh <laughs> only the only the finest of gluten products for myself on the road. yeah no, we're uh, we're actually like sleeping in beds and not on floors. And, oh uh, man! And uh, and we've upped it from uh, Chipotle to uh, pasta dinners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still eating Chipotle at lunch, well, right? Lunch time. Yes, I mean, yes. come on. Yes. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes. I mean, that's just that's just good fine Mexican cuisine. Yeah. Well, last time it was like half of a Chipotle for lunch and the other half for dinner. <laughs> so now we're at least separating them. Yeah, and that's got to be hard, you know, being from Austin, uh, you know, uh, and just being around the finest of Mexican Tex-Mex delights. Yeah, yeah, especially, and, like, when you're in cities such as, you know, Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, Iowa City, and the, <laughs> and everyone always wants to, to give you Mexican food or barbecue because you're from Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I've never even thought of that. Yeah, I'm from over are. in that region, but, like, you know what I mean? I, I have a deep love for taco john's which is the midwestern well taco uh, that's all about the tater tots though yeah potato olays (laughs) (laughs) they are one of my favorite treats you get the uh, nacho cheese dipping sauce you know it's really authentic stuff yeah yeah. you know his name is john he's a taco maker (laughs) 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 um man that almost makes me feel a little embarrassed uh just you know what i mean like being from minneapolis and having all that like just everything around like like that kind of taco john's <laughs> lore which is my favorite if you read the menu it's like literally about a guy named juan who shows up in colorado and all the workers 
love his tacos, but they can't pronounce the word Juan. Do they explain the tater tots? Or? They call him Taco John. Uh, um, uh, they don't. They I don't, don't know how that comes up. I mean, tater tots are just so Midwest. They just have to be part yeah. of the menu, you know? That makes sense. <laughs> I want to talk about some embarrassing shit that's happened in your life, because that's just the, the root of this show. Oh. I'm going to think about, like, I mean, are there... Is there anything that's uh, come up in your career or like on tour, or maybe just in your life in general that like tour? There's been a couple, you know. I uh, I definitely I remember one time splitting my pants on stage. Yes, that's a that's a good one. That's People. definitely happened. I think I like turned around to bend down and maybe like change something on my amp. And uh, and I had a pair of black jeans just split all the way down, <laughs> and they were jeans like yeah, denim. they were jeans like tight tight jeans, <laughs> and uh, and I just uh, I'm not even sure I was actually wearing underpants at the time. Um, yeah, but, that's uh, the thing. Like, were you afraid of someone? Like, you're more embarrassed of someone seeing your butthole or your underwear, or is it because you're like, oh man, I put on a few pounds? I think it's more. Yeah, yeah I think it's I think it's more of that than anything. But yeah, you know, and, and, like butthole beep. Yeah, yeah. Be gone. I just I played through it. I just didn't. Uh, I don't think. I can't, I can't, I'm not sure how many people realized what was going on, or if it was. I just like I yeah. stayed face forward the rest of the time. And any great golfer would play through. Yeah, you know, exactly. But like you know. But at the same time, people don't know that your your ass is just actually pitch black and yeah. looks like black denim anyway. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, was, <laughs> it was during the filming of Soul Man Two. Luckily, so I was, <laughs> soul ass <laughs> <laughs> but I've definitely I've had that I've also been uh, I've been soy bombed before ooh like uh, we were playing uh, at Scala in London mm -hmm. and uh, our guitar tech I think I forgot I forgot what the occasion was there must have been an occasion though but uh, actually came out completely bare chested with soy bomb written on his stomach that's amazing. and ballet danced around and I didn't realize what was going on <laughs> until midway through it so the whole audience is laughing. It was all laughing, and, and like, I'm like, what, what the all fuck? uncomfortable, weird, and then I turn around. And then, uh, and his retribution the next night, I believe we were in Madrid, and uh, during our opening act uh, at Harcourt's set, I always go out and play guitar on one song, and I came out in a uh, Mexican wrestling mask with no shirt on <laughs> and played the entire part, and it's a very you know emotional song. <laughs> yeah. And the whole place is just cracking up and freaking out and he can't see me above the piano until like midway through it was pretty amazing <laughs> how did he take it uh i think he was he thought it was pretty funny i think those things all the time are like much more funny in retrospect because yeah it, yeah it throws you out of your out of your uh, your head space your head space <laughs> but, uh, he, was, he was entertained by it i think well, good. I, I think yeah, we used to do that to Sia a lot on tour, and she'd be singing these like really emotional numbers, and like Denver would come out just I don't know shit faced and like a lion head, and sort of like take <laughs> over like the bass duties or something. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not huge for pranks on tour. Like no, I like I like not a yeah. I prefer to like stay in like in like although it's sometimes it's fun to like antagonize people from off stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess like like not like. I don't want to embarrass like, anyone. I, I don't want to ruin like the set. I'd yeah. rather like leave it for like you know sometime during the day, fuck with people, sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's always good. I, I, you know, you always hear about like bands on tour and they have those like last day of tour shenanigans. Oh like, yeah, you know that's definitely happened to me. Like Sia's drummer would would mess with us really bad, and he he did a thing where he like took my tracks, like took my iPod and loaded in like all of my tracks, and then like for the last song of the set. He like uh, fucked with the tempo of it, so uh, it would, like become like a metal song. And one time he did it, it became like a metal song in the middle, and we were all kind of like, "Okay, that's good." Yeah. But then like there was one in like Dublin where we had like flown there and we're making no money and like you know what I mean? Like it really just <laughs> fucked with the show and like made it like kind of like fizzle out in a way where you're just like, you know what, dude? Fuck you. Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> I've done one time. I've done the put cayenne pepper on everybody's microphone. That's Ooh. a fun trick. Jesus, <laughs> who'd you do that to? My own band at the time. <laughs> Self sabotaging shit. Man. Yeah. Well, that's that's just keeping things interesting. <laughs> so you got like a bunch of like crazy shit coming up. You're doing some crazy yeah, tours. Yeah, there's like yeah, we're we're playing some shows with psychedelic furs. Dude, Minneapolis guys, man. Awesome, love that. Um, um, that's amazing. Yeah, and then. Uh, 
Then we go out the wallflowers. <laughs> that is just weird and yeah. awesome. I yeah, think it's yeah. like it's gonna work, and you're gonna blow them off the stage every yeah. night, like, even if they don't. Well, hopefully, they don't listen to this. Sorry, guys, but they are. <laughs> um, hopefully, they do listen to this. Actually, you know, we need more fans. We need more listeners. And, and Jacob Dylan is welcome to listen to my show anytime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys are like you got such a yeah. The the bombast is happening, and I feel like. You're really gonna leave something. We're gonna scare. We're gonna scare the shit out of their audience. There's gonna be yeah. (laughs) I don't think. I mean, you guys look. You all look like nice guys. Yeah, you play a loud thing. You know what I mean? I don't think you're like terrifying as much as just just got it together. I don't know. I don't know what a lot of wildflower shows like lately. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think. I I like to think that their fans just like good music and they'll dig it. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. But like, I feel like, especially with that kind of a crowd, like it, it should, uh, I mean, it should, it should be fine. They're just people who like want to, I don't think they listen to too much crazy music they're not gonna be like an indie crowd it's gonna yeah, be like, oh, yeah. these guys yeah, yeah. it's like that <laughs> i've heard whatever you know like, where's all the reverb <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not experimenting enough i don't think because i was at an animal collective show last uh, night and another s- one this morning i went to their breakfast show too and <laughs> i only see two keyboards on stage and not one laptop yeah. Not to mention that I hated both of those shows, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then we go out with X, which I'm super excited about. Oh, dude, about I love that, man. you know, one of the greatest bands in American oh, history. Like, yeah, Los Angeles and Wild Gift. Those, yeah, are, and my, we're playing, those are my jams. We're playing with them in Los Angeles. That's, That's amazing. Where's the show in Los Angeles? It's at the Fonda Theater. Sweet, man. I love that place, too. Yeah. I used to live blocks from there. We're going up the whole West Coast with them, so that's... Dude, that is awesome. Yeah. I love X. I've been like... Since I first got a driver's license, I've been kicking that in my car. Just I love yeah. X. John Doe. He was in Roadside Prophets. Remember he's that movie? Lot, he's, yeah, he's in a lot of great movies. Yeah, it was like him and Ad-Rock. It's, yeah. It's it's like right. Riding, riding motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to watch that again. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I don't know if it was a good movie, but I remember that Ad Rock was in it, so I was yeah. really psyched in high school. You'd be amazed like how many episodes of like things like CSI and stuff he's in. Like he's in like he's like he's in so much stuff. Yeah, he shows up. I love that. He's yeah. just got such like a cool like he's just like that classic yeah, rockabilly guy. Yeah, he's he's a he's a rock and roll icon. And people man. who know are like Oh my god, that's John Doe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's yeah, it's like a little you know, little gold star on their wall that they could get Doe in something probably. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, I'm sure the producers were just like fans as yeah, kids or like sure. adults or whatever. Like, yeah, that's amazing, dude. I bet John Doe's got some embarrassing moments that I'd love I'd love to hear about. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Some of that weird early punk LA scene oh, where shit was just only anything stuff. goes, and it's kind of yeah. gross. <laughs> their whole, even their whole story is weird. I mean, that record, Los Angeles was produced by Ray Manzarek of the Doors. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know I totally what I mean? like, forgot about that. How random is that? You know, like, that is so they weird. Were, they were basically discovered by the Doors. Like it's That's awesome. Yeah. It's so weird. It makes no sense, but it's great. By the not Lizard Kings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Manzarek. I mean, he like took on that bass duty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. tickling the ivories over there. Yeah. Getting all psychedelic. Riding the lightning. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you guys go to the beach. I'm going to practice piano. (laughs) Dude, there's got to be some more. I'm trying to think of personal, like, embarrassing moments I have with you. I don't know why. Um, I'm just fixated on this, and I guess it's kind of like, you know, the the, the theme of the show. It's just like things. It could be darkness. It could be... There's, I mean, there's, there's definitely some embarrassing moments I'm sure we've shared together. <laughs> <laughs> that whole like custard cousin sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cringing. Maybe oh. not even. Oh, there's probably a thousand examples of that though. That's yeah. just that's just life. Yeah. That's <laughs> not even embarrassing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, I, I like to do a, a segment called Let's Get Really, Really Real. Let's get really, really real. Mm. Where uh, 
I go through your life in five year increments and you tell me like a couple sentences about what you were like at that point in your life. So like, so at five, at five years old, what was little Jeff Klein like? Oh, little Jeff Klein at five years old was just a a curious duck mouthed little kid (laughs) that, uh, that was kind of clumsy and, uh, and broke lots of things because he was really curious and clumsy at the same time. <laughs> You're, uh, you sound like uh, the pokey little puppy. Yeah, pretty much was. <laughs> the poke me little puppy. Were That's you into music at that point? I was. I was into music. I used to like, uh, I remember I used to always like sing along to like TV commercials and stuff. I remember having like shampoo in my hair and singing like the pert shampoo yeah. commercial <laughs> like in my underoos. Totally. In man. front of like my family. That's awesome. And they let it happen and continue <laughs> on, which is weird. But <laughs> Until you were <laughs> Until 25. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll be performing that exact thing <laughs> next week. Yeah, yeah. With the psychedelic first. <laughs> yeah, with the, the wallflowers like are in for a treat. Pert song. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's the encore. So let's move on to 10 years old. What were you like as a little 10 year old, Jeff? A little 10 year old. Jeff was, uh, he had big, thick Coke bottle glasses. Nice. Spiked hair. Yes. Um, probably a members only jacket. Or Jonathan Lipnicki. Yes. Style. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. And you were living in New York at that and point? I was living in New York. I grew up in Newburgh, New York, which was the crack capital of America per capita. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How'd you get out? Uh, I just, uh, I just forced myself to get out. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting place. Dude. I, th- I think it was rated this year as the 13th worst city in America. <laughs> which I'd is like lucky to, number 13. I, <laughs> yeah, it is. I'd like to know how they like come up with those numbers. You I know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, man, okay. So little Coke bottled Jeff goes through his preteen years, gets a little awkward. Uh, when you're 15... 15 awkward Jeff Are picks up a guitar. A, ooh, nice. You know, and I, I start, uh, I was very conflicted when I first started play, playing music at 15 because part of me, you know, was really, when you start playing music, I was really into like goofy metal-y stuff. And then the other part of me was into like the replacements because it was like my brother's favorite band yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like riding, riding the fence, riding the lightning <laughs> and uh, riding the bus. No, I was, I was, uh, yeah. So I was into kind of like two way different types of music. Yeah. But, I think everybody was at that age a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think you're, you're just about to tip over the edge to the other side of actually good stuff. Yeah. Finding the stuff and caring about something in particular. Yeah. <laughs> and at 15, uh, I think I lost my virginity at 15. Ooh, you're a little, you're like a little head of the curve, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sure had something to do with the guitar. Yeah, yeah. No, it totally does. You know, yeah. yeah. So um, you, you fucked a chick with your guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's how count, I lost man. my virginity. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, okay, we're moving on to 20. 20 year old Jeff. That's, I mean, that's not so long ago. Well, that's not it? so long ago, but it's not. Uh, it's a little too far away at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> 20-year-old Jeff is uh, living in New Paltz, New York. It's a little hippie college town. Oh, nice. Were you going to school? I was going to school. Where'd uh, you go? SUNY New Paltz. Okay. And I was running a record store called Jack's Rhythms. Sweet. And uh, I basically scheduled work hours during classes. Like, I didn't really go to classes that much. Yeah. That's and, uh Yeah. It was basically, you know, I just kind of hung out at a cool record store all day and that's kind of the vibe. That's you what know. you want to be. That's what everybody who's in a band. Yeah. Either you're going to be in a band, or you're going to be that guy that's hanging out at the record store all day, or you're going to be both. And there was, uh, yeah, we had uh, there. There were two people besides the owner that worked there, and it was me and Martin Dosh. Oh no way, Martin Dosh yeah. from Minneapolis, or from I mean, who lives in Minneapolis yeah. now? Uh, and, and we played in a band together. No way, know, I didn't know yeah, that. That's Mar- awesome. Yeah. He plays with Andrew Bird now, and he does like tons of things. He has his own project called Dosh. Mm-hmm. The guy's amazing. Wow, I didn't know that at all. I've known yeah, that guy for years. How, that's how that's how our, uh, our our connection started. Holy shit! Wow, 
Yeah, I thought we just met on that Ben Lee tour when you were with Zykos and we were hanging. Yeah. I mean, that's how we met Matt, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Maybe you did tell me that, and I was just so wasted, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, no, Marty Marty was, uh, since I was like from like 18 to 20, like he played he played drums with me. That is awesome. And he worked at the store with you. And he worked at the store, yeah. So Shit. it was like, uh, whatever. what's that John Cusack movie? Uh, High Fidelity. High Fidelity, yeah. Totally. It was very much like Which that. one of you was Jack Black? Uh... <laughs> Sadly, probably myself. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any good in stores there to do score? Anything no, they big? didn't do it in stores. And actually, it was disgusting. They had it was the world's grossest bathroom in there. <laughs> really? It was they actually beat in CBGB's? a closet. Yeah, and I, I remember actually one day it exploded. Oh, like you know, like a bad movie. Like like ceiling feces like walls oh. feces like the whole sewer system yeah that's exploded. what like the uptight nun gets at the boarding <laughs> school not not the guy who works at the record yeah shop, man. yeah and then i was I, I had to clean that up that's like probably one of the worst dude experiences i've had oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so what song do you want to ruin today uh why don't we do Bastards of Young by The Replacements. Ooh, that is a good one, because that's going to be hard for me yes. to ruin being a huge fan of The Replacements that's and a right. Minneapolis man. Oh, my God. You got me. It's going to be good. Okay. Here we go. Let's play a clip. Let's hear a little bit of Bastards of Young for the people to remind you at home. One of the greatest songs. All time. Of all time. And I'm <laughs> going to try to ruin this. Okay, here we go. Let's just get into the lyrics a little bit. That's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. So I'm just going to read the first, uh, the, first, the first verse. God, what a mess on the ladder of success, where you take one step and miss the whole first rung. Dreams unfulfilled, graduate unskilled. It beats picking cotton and waiting <laughs> to be forgotten. So, okay. I mean, they kind of lobbed me that one a little bit. Yeah. So these guys are white kids from Minneapolis that are, they, I guess they fear becoming slaves. Yeah, I guess they don't want to work in the, uh, in the cotton in fields. The cotton fields. <laughs> um, that, that seems a little far-fetched to me. Little <laughs> melodramatic guys. Come on, Westerberg. I mean, you're I mean, not going to get were a different time. <laughs> the 80s were a different time and all, but it wasn't that bad, guys. And you know what? Um, you know, that, it just seems, uh, seems a little melodramatic to me. Uh, they're not going to be working in the cotton fields. You know, I, I did have to work in a few farm situations maybe in Minnesota as a child, right. but, uh, you know, at the gun club or something, but, um, but no one was trying to sell me into slavery, you know, and I was only a few years behind these guys. So, so, um, I don't know. I mean, are they, are there, is there, there's no, there's no chance there's no chance that Westerberg's going to be in a cotton field. Maybe it was a metaphor for uh, selling cotton goods like retail. Mm, like their t-shirts, like yes. merch. Ah, yes. Or I just get it. working at like a Kmart. Yeah, or you know, a few years later, Hot Topic. If yeah. they would have like <laughs> fallen into that, fallen into that hole. If something, if things didn't go it quite beats right. Hot Topic, waiting to be forgotten. <laughs> if the song had only been written seven years later, that's exactly what the lyrics. That's what they would have said, and. You know, the chorus, we are the sons of no one, bastards of young. I'm calling bullshit on that because I've met the Stinson's mom. She used to work at the Uptown Bar for years, and they're good friends with her. You know, they, they support their mother. They loved her. They, they do. They did. Um, and uh, so the proof is in the pudding right there. They have parents. They do. It's for sure. It's a definite thing. Um, I don't know what they're whining about, really, to tell you the truth. Because they were on a major label, 
they were doing well. They started alternative music, I guess, in a way, don't you think? Like, yeah, to some extent, yeah. Weren't, weren't they credited for being like the first college yeah. rock, maybe? Right, college, yeah, yeah. Them and R.E.M. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were there, they were right there with R.E.M. They were on tour with R.E.M. when that all started. Yeah. Um, both maybe of them, that's both why. Both of them could have been out in the fields picking cotton. Maybe, maybe they felt like the bastards of Young because they didn't fit into the whole... Neil Young scene. <laughs> yeah, that maybe whole it was, thing. Or Paul Young. Maybe it was because of Paul Young. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know what? This song's really hard to ruin because I love it so much. <laughs> it's a great song. But the cotton picking references really do... They, they, um, they, take, they, they make it a little bit easier, so that, that's cool. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this one. I think you won this time. You beat me. I can't really, can't really do it with a straight face. So that's cool. I mean, you fucking, you fucking one-upped me, Klein, <laughs> this time. It's mine. <laughs> Dude, so, um, yeah, I mean, but this song, I mean, I, I love Bastards of Young. I love the replacements. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the one with the video where they're... Where they're like sticking it to the man a little bit. They're, yeah, yeah. They, hand, they handed in a video of just his foot and a speaker playing the song. Yeah. And then, then they kick the speaker and they in. Kick the they speaker get a over. Punk about it. Yeah, yeah. The, um, that's cool. It's weird, too, because in that, in that era, it was uncool to make a video when, like, now, if your label lets you make a video and gives you a little bit of a budget, yeah. it's like the greatest thing in the world because it's the only way, like, a lot of people are going to hear your music. Yeah. Me on I, don't, I don't know how many YouTube video, YouTube views there would be of just the foot and the speaker. Yeah, right now I don't know if that would go viral. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. They should have looked into the future. <laughs> should have seen what viral marketing was all about. But actually, you know what? I think the foot and the speaker actually did work at that point, right? Like, well, I think people, it became, yeah. I think in some ways it's an iconic video. Yeah, now. totally. You know, every everybody, well, so a lot of people know that video. You know, yeah. Yeah, now it's like everyone's sucking dick to get on MTV. I think it was on Beavis and Butthead too, wasn't it? Oh, it probably was. I'm pretty it sure it was. Those guys probably. I remember. Oh like, man, yeah, they kick probably it, kick it, ah, kick it. Ah. Like I kind of remember. They like, probably oh. ruined your favorite song much better than I ever could have. <laughs> Mike Judge. Mike Judge has a much of more of a knack for this. If I could ever get him on the show, that would be the ultimate. South by Southwest edition, maybe. Ooh, yeah. So I'll get Judge. Mm -hmm. um, Mike Judge, if you're out there, coming at you, baby. I'm coming for you. I want you on the show, and I want to get Beavis and Butthead on here, and yes. I want to, I want to become the third. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would the third one even be? What was the Beavis, name be? Butthead, Amos, yeah, <laughs> Amos, and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Turdfoot. I don't know. I like Turdfoot. <laughs> Anus and Turdfoot would be like the ultimate. That's, that's the that's shitty a good, version. That's a yeah, That's a good morning show, like drive time morning show. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready for the Anus and Turdfoot hour. <laughs> WTRD? Man, I think we've covered everything possible under the sun. Today. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Man, Jeff, I'm glad you stopped by. I'm glad uh, I did. Also, dude. So while this is airing. CMJ is going to be bubbling up, and you're going to be not giving a fuck. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. I'm going to be in like uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh man, I love Atlanta. Yeah, it's the best place. I mean, it beats picking cotton. Waiting to be it forgotten. Does, man. <laughs> you know? That's kind of yeah. That is CMJ festival. It's, turns out to be a little futile, especially yeah. if you only play like one show, and everyone's like, yeah, but yeah. Well, to quote to quote Archers of Love, the underground is overcrowded. <laughs> it's true, man. Let's leave it with that. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. I man. hope you have a great tour. Everyone, buy Jeff's record. Buy my preachers. Record. My my Jerusalem. Thanks. Any final words, brother? Um, I love you. Be good. Bye bye. Bye. Jeff Klein, what a guy! I love that dude. We've been friends for a while, as you can probably tell from our candor in our interview styles. Um. Make sure you go check out My Jerusalem, pick up a copy of their album, Preachers. They should be on tour. Um, you heard it all here. And, uh, man, so uh, I got defeated twice this week on Let Me Ruin Your Favorite Song. I don't know. I think I might start fading out that, that segment. I'm not sure. It just has to be the perfect song 
that I can destroy. I have to be in the right mindset. And uh, this this week I got handed two two tracks I genuinely liked, so um, I made it a little bit harder. And uh, and uh, so don't hold it against me, guys. I have more ideas. More things are bubbling to the surface. Um, as always, come check me out at Sexy Brunch at Black Market. I'll be DJing from noon to four Saturdays. And uh, Sundays, you can see my counterpart, Aaron Fenning, do the same. Uh, and uh, there's a bunch of shows coming up this week because it's CMJ here in New York. So tonight, Wednesday, the 17th, uh, I'll be playing at the Delancey, the Radio, sh- the Radio K Showcase um, at midnight. Um, let's see, Friday night, the 19th of October, I'll be performing live at the Brooklyn venue, Shea Stadium. Um, Jenny Ellisky put together this showcase So that's going to be a really fun time With Rig One and Breakfast and Furs And God, I don't even Remember off the top of my head who else is playing There's so many And also, uh, one more show Saturday night, October 20th I'll be at Pianos In New York City Playing the uh, Dirty Laundry TV Slash Get Bent Showcase I'm headlining that at 1am Come out, bring your friends. There's a lot of good bands playing. Uh, the Sundells, notably. I love them. And many others. So check that out. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for listening. I am Harmar Superstar, Sean Tillman, your host. Nocturnal Emotions, out for the week. Next week, we've got John Daly, an amazing interview I did with him just a couple days ago. I'm very psyched for you to hear it. Um, that's it. Nocturnal Emotions out. Booyah. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead.